And remember that we are not descended from fearful men. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Five, four, three. The Kellen and Alex Show. Zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. The Kellen and Alex Show. Sophia, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a long time, Alex. Thank you for having me. It has been. Welcome, welcome. Uh, Different circumstances. Uh, So Russia's going to take over Ukraine. Um, It's the end of the world, as we know it in the East. Well, the end of Ukraine, at least. Yeah, as you know it, Okay. So so last time we talked uh, East-West, the church, Ukrainian Catholic, right? Uh, Your dad's a priest. Spoiler alert for the rest of the people listening. Um, But now we have more political stuff going on. Um, Russia is poised to... Invade question mark? Invade question mark is actually the current hypothesis. No one really knows. Um, and nobody, I think, will ever know. <laughs> because there's so... <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. They've been so secretive about it. So I read an article that said the um, Turkish president is going to go and meet with Putin. And he's going to try to... I guess some sort of mediation between Russia and Ukraine. Like, but I was, like, but like I was what Chamberlain telling, did with Hitler, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. Let me Thank kiss you. his arse. Um, lick mine arse. <laughs> That's great Beethoven. Song, great song. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there's no compromise when greed is involved. What is your thought on, what are your thoughts on that statement? There's no compromise when greed is involved. Well, the, the problem is that there has been a huge amount of compromise because of greed. Because of Germany's greed, they have uh, totally denied and rebuffed and actually um, uh, rebuffed other NATO members' uh, requests for German weapons to send to Ukraine because of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. They don't want to anger Russia and then raise their gas prices. So it's been a huge disappointment disappointment from the leading player in the European Union and NATO that they won't send uh uh, okay, arms. I didn't know this. Part. Okay, so yeah. Germany's sending weapons to Ukraine? They refuse to. Refuse to. Yeah. Send, like yeah. I said, they said they're sending helmets, and they say that they build a medical hospital. Yeah, 5,000 yeah. helmets, a medical hospital. And well, it was really something. great. And then Klitschko, who was like the heavyweight champion, um, as the current mayor of Ukraine, he goes, that's great. Maybe you'll send pillows next. I, I think like, that the thing I mean, is, sending helmets is a little, you know, like low blow, like, okay, well, you'll guard your head when you're getting shot. <laughs> yeah, at, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> we won't give you guns to shoot back. Well, at. Yeah. Okay, but th- was there an agreement between Germany and Ukraine to send arms, military stuff? Is no, the there idea, wasn't. Or? Not okay. that I know there wasn't. Um, but just to have uh, this, an invasion on this, not the threat of invasion on this scale, this close to a NATO border hasn't happened in years, in decades. Is Ukraine in NATO? No, they're not. No, okay. they're, and that's and that's that's the issue of the whole uh, that we're facing facing with is that NATO that Russia wants um, guarantees that NATO will not accept Ukraine. Yeah, that Ukraine will not join NATO, which isn't going to happen anyway, because Ukraine can't secure its own borders. So how is NATO going to protect Ukraine's borders? Well, yeah. So it's okay. it's a false claim, right? It's just Russian imperial greed. That's um. As far as the invasion, under the guides of not wanting Ukraine to join NATO, and under the under the other guise is that Russia says it's protecting its people and its interest inside Ukrainian borders, which is not true. There's only thirteen percent of the population is Russian. Yeah. Do you think that they're okay? So Ukraine is. I watched a video. They're training their civilians on how to use guns. You know, 
analyze terrain, mm-hmm. Isn't that fighting. Awesome? It's great, but at the same time, I'm, it really heightens the... I don't even know how to describe it. It, it seems like it's almost accelerating what's going to happen. Like it, it, you know, it's like, okay, we're preparing for a Russian invasion, but how imminent is the Russian invasion? Is it actually going to happen? Like, I think there's, I think it's business. It's business related. Right. It's like business it's war, related, so, but it's yeah, business. That's the correct analysis. Right. So, but you have to realize that they don't, that nothing matters about what actual Ukrainians do. Right. It's just a geopolitical theater. So like how Germany will respond, how the Mm. states will respond, how China will respond, how Turkey will respond, how the European Union will respond, how Poland will respond, whether the European Union can have a united front to confront Russia. And Ukraine's in the middle of it. Ukraine's in the middle of it. Ukraine civilians have have very, and the Ukrainian government has very, very little to do with its future, with its fate, unfortunately. So, Uh, yeah. In what regards? You mean the about government's whether Russia not very... will invade or not. Okay. Right? All right. Right. So whether if civilians are being armed, that's only for their personal safety. Hmm. Right? And that they're learning to use weapons, that's only for their per- personal safety. But that has nothing to do whether they're going to like actually beat Russia in an invasion. Right. Because right. Russia's just going to... It's going to dominate. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's imagine the circumstances. So one circumstance is NATO, allies, whatever, really don't send any troops or actual military stuff. And so it's assumed there's not going to be a military standoff. And Russia just comes in and annexes it, like they did with Crimea. Mm. That would be one possibility. Another would be there's a lot of military posturing and stuff, and NATO also doesn't send anything, but mm-hmm. Putin gets some demands. Like, I think one of his demands is just, like, don't add Ukraine to NATO. Um, I don't know, some other kind of random ones. Yeah. And then maybe another one is the U.S. and its allies in Europe just send, like, a crap ton of military people, and they make it, like, a Korea or Vietnam. Well, they they don't. Okay, we're not going to go, you know. Yeah, yeah. But they actually just show up there. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many different ways this this can go. Right. Well, Well, okay. I can uh, tell you if if the United States sends military over there, I don't think Russia is going to invade because that's going to, you know why? You know why they wouldn't do that is because now since you screwed with the United States, you've screwed with every other country in the world. But you see with what you've posted, you've posed a threat to the United States. And now the entire world sees that as a threat. So that would be a big mistake on Russia's part if they did that. Sure, but the issue with Putin is that it's his pride and his ego right. that that like is the engine for all, all of his decisions and all of his poor mistakes. Yeah. Right? So the, uh, an interesting analysis I heard recently from a friend was that you need to um, you need to realize that Putin can't back down now. Right? Now that he's sent 127,000 troops to the border and that NATO has responded a little bit, and but he continues to send arms. He sent... Heavy artillery from the east of Russia, far east of Russia, by train across. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. So he can't back down now. There has to be something that happens. He has to get either some part of his demands, or there has to be something that he can come back and show. So what was it when Obama got in office? Crimea was taken, right? Yes. Was Crimea its own country at the time, or was it a part of Ukraine? It was a part of Ukraine after the fall of the Soviet Union, Um, but. Traditionally, it wasn't a huge part of Ukraine. The ethnic population is uh, mostly Tartar, so they're Muslim. Um, okay. The culture is different. The religion is different. Um, was it a big deal for Ukraine at the time, like when Crimea was annexed? Because it was the same thing. It was just like showed right. up with military and took right. it. Right. So, but so Ukraine was still recovering, if you remember, after the Maidan, so the um, Revolution of Dignity. Uh, oh, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe so, you could talk to that. Yeah. So Ukraine was still reeling after its own sh- sh- snipers shot at their own people in the in the ma- in the national square. 
Whoa, wait, when and was killed this? Over a hundred people in February of twenty. Russian, the Russian military basically no, the turned against Ukrainian. people. Or, yeah. Sorry, the military. Ukrainian military turned against its own yeah. people. Yeah, turned Why? against its own people. They spies. Um, they're, they're paid off by the Russians, so they're oh they're loyal to gosh. their yeah. They're loyal to their president who had uh, fled to Russia. Yeah. Were they like protesting? Were people protesting? People and they just pro- shot at mm-hmm. him. Yeah, people were protesting. And they killed a hundred people. Mm-hmm. One of them was um, uh, a young, a, f- um, a brother of a friend and a um, university lecturer at the Ukrainian Catholic University. So it was, it, it was indiscriminate. Dang. It was like totally different than, than what happens in any dem- like democracy. Um, so Ukraine was still reeling after that, and then the continued war on the east since. Since uh, so, Russia has continually invaded the east. It's been an ongoing battle there. Uh, to date, I think twenty-seven thousand people have died. Um, so it's a constant drain of resources, constant drain of attention on the east. Mm. And then during that time, Russia also annexed Crimea, thereby taking okay. all of Ukraine's tourism industry. Oh, wh- what yeah. do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean tourism industry? Because people the- would go to cr- mm-hmm. Crimea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that it, was the- isn't it on like a sea? Yeah, yeah. It's all Delta? in the Black Sea. Black yeah, sea. Black yeah. Sea, it's okay. on the Black Sea. <laughs> it's like the only beach. I know geography a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I, I almost said Baltic. I don't know. Yeah, it's on the Black Sea. So it's like a yeah. really beautiful place. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's on a sea, yeah. right? We'll it's give it on that. a sea. Yeah, it's a, not, the, so. yeah. There's a there's a castle there. Yeah, it's warm. It's hot. Have you been there? I haven't actually. Okay. But um, so it's so that's 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 something that um, is a part of Russia's MO is constant disorientation, misinformation, propaganda. Yeah. They excel at cyber attacks, excel at controlling the narrative. Right. And then to have and then to have actual military presence there at the same time, like it creates a mess uh, of the conversation. Straight confusion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that's yeah, I guess that's what they want is to not have mass headlines and you know they're trying to create all sorts of different things so it's kind of like you know different narratives and different opinions on certain things because the, i think that has less chance of creating a direct war with yeah. somebody yeah so maybe let's go to like i don't know what you think the U- ukrainian people's opinion is on this whole thing like is anti-russian yeah. sentiment extremely high because i mean so uh, ukraine was a part of the soviet union way back in the day yeah. And it was part of the Soviet Union for a very, very long time. And so Russian influence in the Ukraine and the Ukrainian mm-hmm. people was a big deal for a very long time. Um, and then Ukraine got independence. It was its own, it's been its own state for mm-hmm. how long now? I think since ninety two. Yeah. Since ninety two. Yeah. Dang. So that's that's so recent. Yeah, it's, 30 it's years. recent. It's recent, but that's that's part of um the Russian story is that Ukraine and Russia are really the same nation and they're really not right. Like when a nation is oppressed by another one, right. Um, through mass starvation, through a cultural oppression by killing, uh, having a conference of all their cultural icons. So uh, of all their street performers that carry these moral and religious oral traditions through their instruments, they brought them all to a convention and invited them all to a convention convention and then shot them all. What? Okay. Yeah. We got to go. Wait, the Russians did. Yes. Yeah. So in Ukraine, yes. they brought Ukrainian they bought, people. They to brought a, Ukrainian they, symbols. They they brought they invited they invited Ukrainian minstrels and like cultural icons and performers that carried down their old oral tradition oh, through come teaching on, songs no and through this national instrument, the bandura, and then invited them to this conference, right, 
and then shot them because they were symbols of rebellion and individual culture. Right, Why so the heck would they go when, there anyway? So Russian, in the Soviet days? Yes, it was in the Soviet Union during the uh, under oh the Stalin gosh. era. Right. So it's so how can you really be one nation with a state that is actively antagonistic and tries to decimate your culture? Right. Mm. So it's they're similar in the way that like Spain and Italy are similar, right? Like Romance languages are similar, just like Slavic languages are similar. Sure. Right. But they have different letters. They have different words for things. Like the word for, it's not even etymologically the same, like ochi and glaza, like eyes. Those are totally different words, right? So it's it's not it's not as similar as Russians would like you to believe. Because if they're as similar, then it makes it that much easier. So the Russian propaganda part of it is, hey, Ukrainians, you're actually just a part of yeah. us. You're our, you're our whole thing, right? Yeah. Okay. How how much of that do people actually... Like, do you, I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to gauge, obviously, yeah. but like the Ukrainian people, because, you know, there's there's been a number of figures that are like, what would you call them? Like uh, nostalgic for a kind of Soviet yeah. era yeah. stuff, like a number of those countries. Like you'll even have figures pop up who like yeah. say, I'm bringing back some of those good old days, which is so weird because yeah. we're looking at it. And it's like it's the Soviet Union. Yeah. So what is the sentiment? Is it extremely anti-Russian? Is there some people thinking, well, I just want an end to all of this. Let's let the Russians be in control. Like, I don't there's know. Both. How would there's you gauge both. that? Because okay. you also have both here in in the states, right? Like, um, I think, but I think that Ukraine is much more unified than people would have you to believe. Um, and believe in the in the east, and they and oh, another part of the narrative is that it's through language that is different. So if you're Russian speaking, that means that you're pro-Russian, which is just not true, right? Like, there's lots of people in. Um, you can speak the the dominant language, right? The one that's written on packages, the one that's that a lot of your products come from, and still be loyal to your nation, right? A lot of the Ukrainian army speaks Russian, really. Okay. Obviously not pro Russian, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's and Ukrainians are like uniquely fatalistic, absolutely. Like it's gonna happen. It's fine. Whatever. Oh, we'll really? Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> like there's tons of jokes and stuff. Yeah. About, like the Russians are just gonna. Yeah. They're like. Um, but de- definitely anti-Russian. Um, okay. It, it gets sometimes difficult to be anti-Russian um, if you're politically active, right? Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, people not might not be as loud on that level. Uh, right. About but their, at the common right people level. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially in Western Ukraine, who are much more pro-European, which is another conversation we should get to. Okay. So the the two main cities, it's I don't know how to pronounce either, yeah. but. Kiev yeah. and Lviv, yeah. like that. Yeah, Lviv's the like the western one, right? Yeah. Okay, so they're more closer to the western stuff. Is yeah. it? Is it? I mean, I don't know how big a difference it would be between the two. Like, does it seem like the east? So you said the west feels more democratic, pro West, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and is there like the Russians that live in Ukraine? You mm-hmm. said thirteen percent. Yeah. Are they mostly in the east? Mostly in the east, yeah. Um, or in or in Kiev, where there are more economic opportunities. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's also hard to count who's Russian now, right? Because these separate cities where Russians just came and handed out Russian passports and said, you're Russian now. Right? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Real Russian IDs? Passports? Yeah, like just Russian passports. Handed them out and said, look, the Ru- the Russian citizens that live here now, we have to protect them. Would the people accept it? And like, Yeah, yeah, whatever. You're, and now you have Russian protection. What does it matter? So it's... Sounds like it, propaganda to me. Oh, that's, that's what they do best. So it's... Um, it's difficult to say. Plus, I've never been to Eastern Ukraine, so I don't want to like 
um, pretend that I know more than I do. Um, but it's, but um, I've I've also become more sensitive to that. Like, just because you speak, just because you don't, you speak Russian doesn't mean that you are uh, pro-Russian, okay. right? You can be. You, you, it's about the culture. Yeah, it's right. about how you feel about it, not just if you speak the language or not. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who you support, right? Where you want your country to, uh, like, work towards. Where you want your country to stand on on the global stage, right? What you want to look like. What do you want your life to look like? Do you want it to be, do you want to be a part of an empire? Or are you interested in Ukraine as a nation state? Hmm. Right. I think that was interesting what you said about Putin. Like, now that he's done this much, mm. he's got to do something big. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I saw some commentators talking about, okay, now the U.S. is like pulled out of Afghanistan. They represented, they're not as interested in holding foreign, mm-hmm. you know, stuff. And now all of a sudden, you know, tanks are on the border with Ukraine. Right. Like it, it seems very natural for Putin to say, this is the time I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe to the Sora Bamari article, which is a, uh, you sent me that and we're, we're not very happy about it. Uh, oh, I restrained myself. Alex, what article took, was this? I took 10 and like rewrote the text message to just like cool down to make it a little yeah, less. Yeah. So I read it briefly. His he just thinks Biden's right. Basically, that we don't need to be involved in Ukraine. We don't need to be involved in that Eastern thing. The Cold War's over. We're like, why? Biden's right to be pulling out of foreign things, you know, and uh, Amari is the furthest thing from a a liberal. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely not pro Biden, but he, he yeah. said Biden's right about this basically. Um, okay. Are we supposed what, to, what angered you about that initially? Well, what, fr- okay, actually this, you, you'll have a lot to say about this actually. So, um, I'm ready. Is that, okay. So first Amari is one of the last people to give deference and respect to Biden. Uh, yeah. Uh, in, in the media. Okay. So this guy's the, a Catholic guy? integralist type of guy. He's Catholic? He came here. Yeah, yes. yeah. He's a Catholic convert and is he's he con- big on He's like, conservative? He writes for the American conservative. He's like, wow. he's a conservative type of guy and he's an integralist and like super Catholic and stuff and probably yeah. does not like Biden. Yeah, and was... Um, but past- he complimented Biden here? Yeah, he said Biden's yeah. right yeah, on well, Ukraine. Well, he was just, did a lot of deference to him. But what would frustrate you, you have to understand that Amari is... Um, has a has a lot of influence, at least professionally, be, as the as the ex editor of the Wall Street Journal opinion page, as the ex um, editor of the New York Post, right? So he's not just some random guy writing from Tallahassee, Florida, right? Um, and that he's screw all- Tallahassee, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I know why I love Tallahassee. <laughs> I was reading letters to the editor in the Wall, in the Wall Street Anyways. Journal, and there was some like random Joe from Tallahassee. And I was like, screw Tallahassee. Exactly. Like, exactly. Who are you? Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you're not from Tom. No, you're from Sacramento. I'm good. No, uh, I don't know anything. Yeah. About so Tallahassee. It, so it just that in conjunction with in conjuncture with. The most viewed, most popular primetime TV sh- like slot in the country. He went on TV as well? No, no. Talk- oh. Tucker Carlson said. Oh. Yeah. Wait, wait. He said as well, like yes. Biden should not do anything about Ukraine? Yes. Okay. yes. So it, these in con- it, like together, right? And But the thing is, is that you, you read both and they both present certain facts well, right? Like you should respond proportionally. Correct. Biden hasn't, um, Putin hasn't gone into Ukraine. But proportionality, right, is that this man with M that has bombed hospitals and schools in the 90s, 
that has imperial ambitions and has no deference to international law, right, has amassed a huge presence on a European border. And so the proportional, uh, the proportional um, answer is not retreat, right? So that's, that's first. And then they totally don't mention um, the Budapest agreements, um, any of them, that says that NATO and the U.S., will protect Ukrainian borders if they give up their nuclear arsenal. They when, when was this signed? Like In the 90s. In the, 90s, in the early okay. 90s. Hmm. Ukraine had the third largest nuclear arsenal at the fall of the Soviet Union. Wow. Ukraine, Dang. yeah. Should have used it on them. Right, right. <laughs> and they disarmed completely <laughs> um, for protection agreements from Russia, the West, and the US, that it, they'll protect their borders. Russia says that that's a different state now, right? We can't rely on honesty from Russia. Right. But to, and then Matt Gates also, Congressman Matt Gates says that, sorry, I'm, I'm more concerned about our southern border than European borders. It's like, I, I feel bad almost like amplifying his voice. Right. Because yeah. it's a total soundbite. But it's, it's irresponsible to have such a presence and then to present so much misinformation. Mm-hmm. Right. When people's actual lives are at stake. Like, I understand Amari's points, and I understand his post-liberal, like, thoughts that go into this that we should sure. focus on. Domestic policy, that we should fix our own problems. But And I was on board with that, right? Um, we, Alex, you and I have had a lot of conversations, but it's just, that's just not where we're at right now. And to peddle that mm-hmm. at this moment, all, all, it, all you succeed in doing is, is in harming people's lives, right? And to harming the U.S. presence on the global stage. Yeah, this is a. It's an. It raises a ton of issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, your characterization of Putin, I think, is on on point. The guy's a Soviet. He's a KB yeah. former KGB yeah. guy. Yeah, he, he knows about this geopolitics stuff. He knows yeah. what he's doing. And I mean, the, the quickest way to make a ton of money is just get a whole country and all of its resources. So yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like Ukraine is like the the gold pot that's just sitting there waiting to be taken. And now that America is showing itself not to really care that much, right? He's like, sure, I'll take it. It's time to go, yeah. Um, well, there's another interesting set of circumstances, right, where Biden's approval ratings have been, like, abysmal lately, yeah. right? Um, so it's it's a great opportunity to also fo- focus on some uh, international politic pluses and wins there. For Biden to get for, in, Do you yes, think the American people would want to get involved? Um, if If shows like Tucker Carlson's keep running, absolutely not, right? Okay. Uh, but if you keep running it in terms of um, how McCullough presented um, on a recent segment on ABC, is that our prices will go up. It's harder to outsource work. We outsource a ton of work to Ukrainian IT developers and coders. Hmm. Um, and um, and like we have to like we have to ask ourselves like what 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 kind of situ- where where do we want to put our foreign policy? Right. Yeah. To me, it seems America's completely lost. The American government has lost the will to maintain a global empire. Like, I, okay. I think yeah. that yeah. that to me seems to be the I, I mean, don't th- I don't think we've no, lost I mean, the ability to, but I think we've lost the willingness. No, the to. will. Yeah. To. Yeah. 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 I mean, after, you know, we rode the co- the well, we had our conspiracy theories on 9-11 yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I almost just incorporated this. Man, we talked a lot. Anyways, well, regardless of what we think of 9-11. The American government, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, was able to justify all the way up until last year mm-hmm. involvement mm-hmm. with these 
against terrorists in the Middle East and profited massively from yeah. it, um, foreign involvement. But I, I think after all of that, like we, we'd been maintaining the project of basically becoming our global empire stuff, starting with Korea, then mm-hmm. moving to Vietnam, um, all these other countries, especially the Middle East when oil became really fought over. And Russia, like we're still fighting with Russia in yeah. Syria yeah. right now. I mean, it's still, there's still global wars. And it's almost like the American, the American government has kind of like lost the, you know, lost the like motivating factor of work and lost the American people yeah. in kind of propagandizing them to yeah. accept these kind of foreign wars. Mm-hmm. But do you think so that Biden, you know, it's just like he's pulling out of Afghanistan and that was a total wreck. And now this Ukraine thing, it's like, could he even, you know, rally the troops and rally the American people right. enough? To just show up in Ukraine and basically go to battle with Russia. No, I, I don't think that's even that does that's not going to happen. There's no way that that happens. It's, it's not going to happen. But I think Alex's point is like, do we even have the ability to show up here? We have the firepower. I don't know if we right. have the morale. Right. And that's also, I mean. the American people would just be like, "What the hell? What are we like doing?" I, yeah. Like ninety-five yeah. percent of Americans could yeah. not point to Ukraine on the map. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. probably more. You know. Yeah. But um, and yeah, I think the American people as well are just not as likely the government doesn't seem to have the the propaganda arm it used to 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 really disseminate like hey you should we should all get involved because they blew up a boat here or whatever yeah and then yeah. send people there i don't know yeah but like you have to ask yourself what for what reasons are you going to get involved right well you're going to get involved because your interests are at stake economically right in iran in iraq in afghanistan right but are you going to get involved because you promised uh like flourishing democracy that you would, right? Are you going to get involved because like, because you're going to fight off Eastern encroachment into, into a flourishing nation state, mm-hmm. right? So like it's, it's talk. It also talks about what kind of values does the, do the, are the states promoting? Right. So like, I, I'm, I'm sorry for what happened in Afghanistan, right? I'm very, I, I don't know very much about like the mid middle East wars, right? But I think we can all agree those were mostly wars for oil, mostly wars like to further America's economic interests, mm-hmm. right? So if we can, if we can spend billions and billions there, right? Can we at least show up on the national theater, international theater, for this country we promised we would for? Yeah, I mean, I think that maybe Britain will. Not sure. They have. They have. <laughs> I saw a great. Did you see those? Meme. What's that? Did you see those C seventeen flights? No, I didn't. So they they totally said screw you to Germany, right? Germany was absolutely bitching and would oh, not really? yes, would not let them like wouldn't let anyone wouldn't have anything to do with we- weapons, Ukraine and Russia. C- the C17 flights, 27 of them flew over from Ukraine to Ger- to Great Britain, flew around German airspace, didn't even ask for permission. Oh jeez. Screw you totally. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. Germany just gets a British bad rap. Royal Air guys. Yeah. Bro- okay. Yeah. 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 I saw, this is a pretty good. Uh... <laughs> 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 yeah. Germany just gets a bad. British are like, coming. Ukraine is happy. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, because whenever people think of war and they think of Germany, they think of Hitler. <laughs> I mean, so I'm not mean, wrong, but yeah, we're already going there. You know, it's like. That's, you know, people are like, okay, well, obviously Germany's not like that now, but they still get a bad rap from everything that goes on. Okay. They do. They do. But that, I don't think their concerns are altruistic. Like nobody would blame them for sending over a couple missiles. Right? Yeah. Probably like, not. Everyone but- else is doing it. 
right? Even if they send over just machine guns, right? But they won't. They send, like, maybe they'll send coffins next time. Who knows, right? Savage. Yeah, like th- this. This is just <laughs> coffins in- made yeah. in China. <laughs> <laughs> this- oh, that's so bad. <laughs> that's basically what it is. That's what it is. So and this is just selfish interest about their gas prices. They want that gas pi- pipeline so bad. Need wars a racket. Oh, that's a great. Have you ever read Wars of Racket? No, I haven't. It's by Smedley Butler, a uh, U.S. general from World War One. Anyways, we spent a whole podcast just on Wars of Racket. Really? But it's, it's the most profitable thing. I mean, I mean, from Putin's standpoint, it's the gold pot. I mean, you could you would just annex like land is the most valuable thing. You just annex all the land. Now you have all the people. Now you have all their money. But that seems so dumb to me. Like, are we in the 12th century that you're really just looking for land? No one fights wars over land anymore. Yeah, we used to. Right. We used to. But, no, um, no one yeah, cares. Which, which is why it seems strange. You know, because Argent, like, I mean, we had the Iraq war and stuff. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a full type of thing. And, and also, we weren't, uh, we weren't, we we're kind of, America does like soft annexation, whereas Russia yeah. is old school and does like hard annexation. Yeah. yeah. Just you know, hand like, out passports. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. We just, we just keep military bases there permanently but we're not colonizing we just keep yeah. military bases there permanently. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and make sure we have big embassies and uh you know the politicians are on our side but we don't yeah, annex I mean, it i mean why who would annex <laughs> anyways uh some of the american empire debate is coming back <laughs> um I support yeah Do you it, think- it just doesn't seem like the american yeah. government officials are willing like it doesn't i mean they're not ruling the country anymore in my opinion i mean it's the Mm. corporate elite type of guys who are running the country and they're the ones who are so with china and russia and other things that it's kind of like okay well if u.s doesn't have it i can still make tons of money so i'll get personal opinion on that but (laughs) (laughs) go off do you Uh, think that um western ukraine is in as trouble as much trouble as eastern ukraine no so my family's in western ukraine um and and the general sentiment is that it's, um, it's it's just it's going to be fine, right? They've been in a war with Russia for eight years on the east, so they've constantly they just see men in fatigues, right? They hear about you know a couple guys died here and there for eight years, I right? Mean, I mean, so you get desensitized, right? Yeah. It was what is my point? Okay. Um, yeah, but the east being like r- r- the east is much more accessible. R- Ukraine is only slightly smaller than Texas, so like this. The distance is pretty huge, and because Western Ukraine is so European and so close to a NATO border, Poland, right? It's, it, they're, they're, I I think they're they're safe there. Okay. I think Western mm. Ukraine is safe. I, I mean, it's pretty big. I mean, I would think that it would be safe too. But what I don't understand is, okay, you send troops and artillery and you know tanks and planes. All to the border. Mm-hmm. Literally the border. Like from this table, yeah. the end of this table to that yeah. table, Russia, Ukraine. Okay. What's the point? Like if you're going to bring all that stuff over, use it. I'm not I'm not saying to invade Ukraine, but I'm saying if you want to use Wait, what it. What are you saying? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. You're not no. just going to bring that over there for nothing. Why would? Okay, that costs so much money. I'm not saying invade Ukraine. <laughs> But I'm saying in Russia's eyes, if you're going to use, the, if you're going to do, do that, then use it. Um, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what's the point? It costs so much money. You're sent, like you said, across Russia. It's a United States and a half. It's like, 
why bring all that to the border and then not use it? <laughs> they probably will. That's the problem. I don't think they will. I think it's on intimidation factor. I seriously do not think that okay. they're going to seriously use it or intimidation factor. I, I think that they're not. I don't or think you they're going to use, use it, it for intimidation. <laughs> they're going to keep that stuff along the border just to create intimidation. I honestly don't think that Russia is going to do a full attack invasion on Ukraine. No, most people don't think so. I don't think, I think that most that's people I've happen. talked to don't. So what's so. the point of bringing all that stuff over if you're not going to do that? To see, um, I, so nobody knows really, right? No, no one knows very well. Um, the like it's it's very difficult to get a real answer out of talks with Russian officials, um, and so far, like peace talks have been almost totally pointless. Um, but I, I think it's. It's A, to see where, wh- whether Europe can respond in a unified way. How committed the U.S. is to defending its prom- its international interests. Okay, makes sense. Um, and what the response from Ukraine will be. And has there been results on that? I mean, have we really... Okay, so Biden... I think we failed so, on okay, most fronts. I, I think that yeah. we failed, right? Because yeah. Biden is pulling... Or, right, you said Biden pulled everything out, right? No, he's... It's again theater. He's sending... Eight, he's putting eight and a half thousand troops on standby. On eight alert. and a half thousand, that's going to do something. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and other other people have responded. The Spanish have been really awesome and responded by sending tons of ba- like a couple battleships, a bunch Ooh. of fighter jets. Wow. To Bulgaria, uh, sending arms. Um, Sweden has been really great. Lithuania has been good. Uh, Britain's been amazing. So I've. How has the U.S. compared to them? Uh, the U.S. has been really good. They've sent. I think they have a two billion dollar package, of. Hmm. Of, of aid that they're sending um but it's so but it's it's not a hundred thousand troops on the border right and and biden's blunder the other day in the press conference was pretty embarrassing stupid well, son what, of a what was it? right <laughs> right it was if there will be a minor incursion then it'll have minor consequences right so if it's there's different gradations of response for different for different incursions on the border you know, a similar thing is North Korea's, or is it China? Their intimidation of Taiwan, right? Right now. Oh, that's another, th- that's, that's another, another really, theory. It's China, right? Yeah. China yeah. and Taiwan. So. Oh, what's the theory part of this? Is that they're, they're they'll both strike at once. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Russia invades Ukraine and then China invades Taiwan. Yeah. They flew over, China th- threw, uh, flew over 24 <laughs> flights over Taiwan the other day. Totally unauthorized. Like just for intimidation. Okay, so to me, it's it's who's the president of China? Uh, Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping sounds like some sort of Chinese new guy. flavor of orange. <laughs> new flavor of orange chicken. Okay, no. <laughs> okay. Um, China Garden's new says just one chicken. Okay, so Mister Chicken and Putin. So okay, at the same time, theory. Mm-hmm. They give each other. A this high five. proves my point that this is all just intimidation. I, I they're not going to Russia's not going to start firebombing Ukrainian cities and burning its their citizens and start sending missiles and killing thousands of people. They're not going to do that. Putin's done R- it before. China's not going to do that. Nobody's going to do that. Maybe Putin's also has bombed hospitals and schools in the nineties. Uh, so, I'm trying to think, what would be more? I, I feel like Taiwan. Not gonna, not gonna lie. I think so, if China invaded Taiwan, yeah. we'd be more pissed. We'd be more R- pissed. U.S. would be. Oh, you think so? 
than Russia, Ukraine. Just to, I, mm. I don't know, because Taiwan's been like away from China since like. Yeah, uh, but but anyways, but can, no, but can you imagine? Imagine? both would be terrible. But the response to but. Hong Kong was super underwhelming. Okay, it was, oh the Hong Kong stuff was we covered that in twenty. Yes. Um, let me see. When was that? 2018, 2019? 2019, I think. Yeah, that was one of our earliest episodes was on yeah. Hong Kong stuff because like literally they just took over the government and nothing happened and everything was fine and now they're like Chinese. So how would, how would the world be different now if Trump was still president? Oh, I, th- I think... How would this whole crisis be I think everyone either different? vocally or silently agrees this wouldn't have happened. No, well, right? because... I feel like Putin would be like, dude, Trump's a loose cannon. He'd just yeah, be like, yeah. all right, we just sent half a million troops to the border. <laughs> we have everyone in the U.S. Army and 50 carriers. <laughs> it's the biggest army. It's the biggest. <laughs> Never going to happen invasion. Gonna... <laughs> it's going to be huge. Right, so it would be different, right? Trump would say, don't mess with Ukraine and don't the, mess with Taiwan. They're the same level of crazy. I'm not saying that Trump was a KGB operative. Never have You're said not that. Saying I'm that, not right? saying that. Off the record. Off the record. But, but like... Same level of crazy training, of just absolute no no concern for risk. But isn't that good though? Um, it's good, but it makes foreign policy very difficult to do. Okay, well, there is no real foreign policy with Russia, is there? And China and these kind of things. There's no real good mutual foreign policy. They're just crazy countries that I've, have terrible ideals. Why? This is my well, question. That's, do they have Why, terrible ideals? Who? Russia and China. Does Russia have terrible ideals? I think they do. I think they suck. Right. That's not the opinion among a lot of conservative ca- Americans. Because they're... Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They have a disregard for human... For human the dignity. well-being of humans. No, I think you can stop at dignity. That rounds it out really okay, well. Okay, so why? why? Why is there that sentiment in this country? Well, but along with uh, you know the Catholic conservatives. Um... I found it that it's because they support traditional values, um, right? They're anti values, traditional, not Jerusalem, <laughs> traditional values of like they're anti LGBTQ, right? Uh, and haven't they loosened up on the Orthodox Church or something like that? Or like because Putin's been going to well, they're the same and thing, stuff like that. And they're the same thing. What is yeah? The Russian Orthodox Church is. I mean, widely regarded to be like an arm of the government. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like from the outside, conservatives are like, wow, Putin's like attending a church and stuff. Right. Right. Russian Christians again. Yeah. 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 Is that some of the sentiment as well? I mean, among the Christians. No, not at all. No, I think. Um, I talking about U.S. Christians or yeah, yeah, Ukrainian? like U.S. conservatives looking yes, at Russia, yes, like wow, that, that's so good for the that's church the idea. Stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they have one of the highest alcoholism rates, abortion rates, suicide rates, drug abuse rates, right? So this is not; it's just a super ill-informed opinion. Yeah, like, um, which is really, really sad. But like, tr- using it's just that traditional values in this case are are a huge boon and help a lot, like a lot with Putin's image. For his country, because if his if his whole country, right, is anti the Europeans' value, European mm-hmm. Union's values, which is at the moment super liberal, right, right then it only helps him to be the foil. Yeah, I mean, like traditional yeah. things like riding a horse with no shirt on, <laughs> wrestling, well, deer, super, you know, trad. super traditional values. <laughs> yeah. That Putin guy. Yeah, I don't honestly. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'm wrong on this, but most of Russia is probably uninhabited, right? Because there's so much of it. That there's like, I mean, it's think of Siberia. There's like landwise, yeah, there. probably landwise. There's, it's probably mostly uninhabited. So there's Moscow, there's Saint Petersburg, there's all the other places that have millions of people. 
but in the general scheme of things, there's not that many people. In Russia is so huge. Russia, you know, so they border that's what I'm China saying. on the one side. Yeah. They border. I don't know what the U.S. Okay. So, oh right, yeah, yeah. Alaska, Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, it seems to me like Russia doesn't have the balls to do an attack. Like it really doesn't. I think that they're just really? trying so to make Putin people scared. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, would, I would say you you actually won't do it because for my family's do this for intimidation. Yeah, for my family's safety, please don't. Call How about out. Trump meeting Kim Jong Un and and Putin? Rocket Man, dude, I missed <laughs> miss those times, dude. All those I know. Get these people. I know. Rocket Man. He did deals with them and talked with them. You know, at least tried to stop. Okay. Kim Jong in North Korea, they were firing missiles and everything, right? At South Korea. Still are. Still are. But when Trump was there, he temporarily stopped that, right? Like he started talking to Kim Jong un, invited him. Biden's not going to invite Putin to the White House and have a 24 hour conversation with him, would he? No, probably not. No, probably not. I, so, I don't see Putin coming either. I don't, yeah. But okay. So everybody thought Trump was a puppet. And all of a sudden, he like rebuilds the military and creates a mass superpower. The United States, which it already was. Mm. And now Biden's here and everything's going to shambles. Is it just me or the American people and the sentiment regarding war is that it's like so antiquated and we couldn't care less? Like, I mean, because like the whole right after 9-11, everyone, you know, signed up for the military. They went off like big patriotism stuff. You know, the jets are flying over the stadiums and crap. We're pulling out of Afghanistan and stuff. And mm-hmm. we're out of most of the Middle Eastern stuff. It's like, and, and a lot of people are looking back on that era and saying like, oh, that was kind of messed up in different ways. Like, mm-hmm. and and now there's no, there's no major like driving force the American people to like care at all about any foreign entanglements whatsoever. Well, there's because- also no Soviet Union that you're like the, the, you know, they're the evil atheists, you know, right, like. Right. They're communists and all that stuff. Like even the communist stuff, like China's the most capitalist country that's ever existed on the face of the earth. Like they're better at capitalism than anyone else. They make mm-hmm. the best deals. They just have a state government which controls everything. <laughs> and like Russia as well, it's I mean, they have like a dictator, but he you know, it's 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 not the bad guy atheist Russia mm-hmm. who's can who's keeping everyone, you know, on that side of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. Yeah. There's no symbols to really represent a struggle anymore. Oh, There's no Berlin yeah. Wall that's separating us. There's no yeah. you need to fly over. There's no Cuban Missile Crisis. There's no like major symbols of an antagonism for the American people. It's like why would we care? I think Russia that America we feel so safe. And if you really think about it, we have two oceans separating us from mm-hmm. any danger. Mm-hmm. And so people are like Okay, I I don't feel. I mean, I don't feel at. I don't feel threatened at all. I don't feel like Russia is going to send freaking planes and submarines and warships and come bomb. No, they wouldn't do that. But which is like a false sense of security because we have great missiles now. Yeah, I mean right. it. It, it technically, I mean, it kind of is. But at, at the end of the day, it seems like all of this is so far away. What am I trying to say? Well. I just, I simply don't understand why Russia is doing this. And what I mean by this is manning up the border, Mm -hmm. doing all these different things, trying to use intimidation. I would bet my life savings that they're not going to invade Ukraine in a mass invasion. I would bet that completely. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I'll take the bet. No, (laughs) shit. Okay, so uh, what does that say about 
a lot of people that probably agree with me because there's probably a lot of people that agree with me. And, you know, it's like, I'm sure there is. There's probably millions of Americans that think that's not going to happen. So no, there's lots of Ukrainians that also think that's not going to happen. It probably yeah. won't happen because he Putin knows the consequences. He will have the entire world against him and he can't stand against the entire world. So what's the sentiment? Like, if you talk to people in the mm. parish and like, Mm. Ukrainian friends, yeah. neighbors, or whatever. Is it like, what are they? At all since last time we were on the podcast? No, no since the last time I was on the podcast, I was shackled here because my green lack of green card. But you got oh, your green card. I got, you got my green, green card, card right? Yeah. We were there. Yeah, that was good. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, how long yeah, was wh- that process, by the way? Ooh, you know what? In the blink of an eye, it's all gone. There you go. The Kellen Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, family, what do they think yeah. about the whole thing? Yeah, some of them, some of them are really scared. Um, some are have already left um, to from Ukraine uh, to go to Europe and look for a stay with friends and family. Um, other people don't think anything's going to happen. Like they've lived with the threat of war for a long time. Okay, and, That's this, what I'm and this just seems like another provoc. They, yeah, they, provoc- they, yeah, yeah, they live next to a bear. It's like living on the San Andreas fault line, right? I know about that. Yeah. 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 So you're just kind of like, it could happen, right? Yeah. I mean, but, but what's going to, what's going to change? Well, think about this. If we invaded Afghanistan again in Iraq, would you give a damn? Yeah, I would. You would give a damn. Seriously, give a damn. Yeah. You would. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what if it was a minor invasion? What is a minor invasion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, like? How do you minorly yeah. invade a country that doesn't really have a military? Okay. I'm just saying that I think a lot of Americans wouldn't really care. Right. Because it it, it seems that it has nothing to do with me. I'm going to let the government do what it wants. I I have full faith that the government knows what it's doing. That's what most Americans feel like. Yeah. Which is so unfortunate if you think about it, right? Because then you're you're forfeiting responsibility as a citizen, right? To stay informed and to care about where you live, right? And, And to care whether a major superpower has imperial ambitions and they're acting on it. Right, like our our world and our global economy relies on the fact that countries aren't just going to invade their neighbors, right? That China's just not going to move into Taiwan. That like that Texas isn't going to just absorb Louisiana. Uh, as a state, yeah, yeah, you just like, yeah, just send it all the way to Tallahassee, yeah. you know? <laughs> all Texas, yeah, exactly. The drive aclo- across becomes twenty-seven hours, exactly. They're not just going to create a land bridge. Dude, that drive like- across Texas sucks. I did it, really. Uh, Corpus Christi to Texarkana. I would not want to do that. hours. I would Why? not. Sixteen hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I had to get here. <laughs> it took ages. Anyways, lots yeah. of Joe Rogan. Uh, yes, lots of Joe. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, you just have. I think. That it's a lack. It's like a sloth, like a political sloth, to not be interested in what your country's doing. It's easier to just avoid it, avoid the question totally, than to be interested and to ask why we should do this. Why should we invade Iraq? Why shouldn't we invade Iraq? Right? It's to take ownership of where you live. Don't be just like anywhere people. Be like somewhere people, as Patrick Deneen says. Yeah. It's kind. Uh... I think those like gain loss type of things. It's like, okay, if Russia wants Ukraine, Mm -hmm. let them have it. Because it's not worth putting 100,000 troops and mobilizing all that stuff and moving all your warships and all that type of stuff. I I can see the kind of, if we're thinking this purely economically, like Mm -hmm. we're saying, okay, 
what does it cost the U.S. government to do this big show and this big force? And if it actually comes to like conventional warfare, where the United States and Russia are actually in a conventional war, that will cost a lot of money. And that will, that will screw trillions. the American economy, uh, economy and the European Union economy, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're looking at it and thinking, okay, well, you do that one, you know, those type of appeasement things. It's like, well, Ukraine has been, you know, eyed by Russia for just a long time. Mm-hmm. Give it back to them, you know? Taiwan as well with China. Oh, just give it back to them. And so, you know, the the economic thing, they're just, it, it doesn't seem like, unless you have the will to constantly be expanding, and the U.S. wants to continue dominance in more and more regions and siphon off resources from it, and I have a very low view of that, <laughs> then the whole idea of like the world police thing mm-hmm. of that's just hiding the guise of American empire stuff where we're literally the empire of the world and either we're going to continue imperial advances or we're going to cede those back to the other superpowers, for example, of Russia and China. And so it's almost like the... Sure, having but- having free democratic states is just another word for favorable trade deals with the United States and people who aren't going to mess with. Yeah, US. but why can't those be in parallel? Right. Like, I think that's a red herring. Why can't you have both democratic states? Right. Because they're good and because they also favor all, all other democratic states. Right. And you're by. Sure. You're right. But also by supporting Ukraine, you're just you're avoiding a major war in the future. Right. But you're containing with another war. But okay. yes, you're you're containing an empire. Who's going so, to go yeah, after like Estonia? He has ideas. Soviet ambitions. He said he wants to bring back the Soviet Union. He's going to go after Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Moldova. Like it's just Georgia. Belarus is next. Yeah, like oh yeah, Belarus is already in his pocket. Yeah. Right. So it's you're just you're just avoiding that war and drawing the line further up. I think that that will that'll never happen though because I guarantee you this if that something like that did happen the United States will full fledged go over there and defend those yeah countries. but you would have said that six months ago if someone told you that Putin would amass one hundred and twenty seven thousand troops on a on a European border but they still haven't they haven't invaded that's my point is that they haven't done anything my about guy it. he has like fighter jets on top of the capital it doesn't matter they're not doing anything about it they're not burning the firebombing the cities and killing right. mal- millions of people. Right, but that's too late. That's when you've already failed. You've already lost then. Yeah, but it's not like it's going to take us two years to get over there. Mm. You know, it's like, <laughs> to me that, yeah. Yeah, but I don't it, know. It's such a disaster because. <sighs> un disastro. It's a disastro. <laughs> when, you, when you do that, you start creating, the, the general public starts getting worried more worried and mm-hmm. increasingly worried. And everybody's like, okay, the sentiment now is because there's a level that certainly break that will eventually break in the United States mindset. And what do I mean by that? It's like a lot of us now will be like, okay, we put a hundred thousand troops in Iraq. Okay. That might be a little worrisome, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to worry about it too much. But when we send artillery and, you know, tanks and missiles and battleships over there. That is a point where American citizens start thinking, okay, there's something serious going on here. Mm. That hasn't happened yet. But what I'm saying is that the American mentality and mindset will eventually break in that it will some, they will actually start noticing serious events happening right now. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's like, okay, we're going to put some troops in Afghanistan. Okay. Nobody's going to give a damn, Mm -hmm. but like, 
we're sending all sorts of different stuff over there and we're serious and there's major headlines across all news outlets that mm-hmm. things are going on. Americans are going to start caring. It's like, but what does caring look like? Does caring look like let's pull out or does caring look like full fledged Americanism independence? Go kick their ass. Go kick the Russians. Oh, I see. That's what I'm saying. Because there's a lot of Americans that are still like that. And there's a lot of people that are very patriotic and that are right now like, let's go over there and kick Russia's ass right now. Yeah. Maybe just shift a little bit. Okay. So besides maybe just the American viewpoint, like, Mm. okay, is this going to be pro or con America? The Christian, Catholic Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of the things, I don't know if you guys remember, well, maybe you were there. the uh, last, I think it was last year or something like that, the graduation where we had the Iraqi bishop come. Mm-hmm. Were you at the graduation? I wasn't there, but I heard okay. when he came, yeah. Wait, that wait, was wait. the graduation for the 2021 wait. class. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Iraqi bishop came? An Iraqi bishop came. Paul was graduating, so I was there. And he he had this whole like thing about you know um, Iraqi Christians and how they're so persecuted and all this type of stuff. and But they held together even in very difficult times. Okay, well, what I found to be extremely ironic... And I'm using, hopefully this is a parallel story. You know, there's a huge American flag in the back of it. Mm -hmm. Like the persecutions of Christians in Iraq was directly correlated with the destabilization of the region that when America invaded multiple times, because before then the Christians were like a sizable population, but it was like, they weren't, the Muslims weren't like nationalized to the point where they saw Christians as being Westerners and foreigners. Right. right? So, you know, it was like 1.3 million Christians in Iraq it's like down to like 400,000 post-America. So a large part of the we're Iraqis and all this type of stuff and nationalism was we're Muslim. Yep. And so yep. the Christians were directly persecuted yep. by this nationalist zeal that only came when America was like this invading foreign force. The wild stuff about Afghanistan as well is we were actually the ones through the Pashtuns in Pakistan that trained the Taliban. So the University of Nebraska made the textbooks that were sent over to Afghanistan when when Russia was invading the Mujahideen. To, the Mujahideen. They were they would go. The Afghanis would go to Pakistan, get trained in the Pashtuns. These like and they the Taliban are the students. Taliban just means student. So they became students of you know the Quran and students of uh, jihad. And they went back and that was the Taliban were the ones who in the Mujahideen, which I'll, you know Al Qaeda eventually went over there. They were actually Saudis. But they were the ones who repelled the Russians. We trained the Taliban on how to be the Taliban with textbooks and education materials made at the University of Nebraska. And it had stuff like to be an Afghani, you have to like have, you know, it had tanks and AK-47s on the front and all this stuff. And then later on, we, you know, spend years and years and years fighting the Taliban, which we trained and taught them, you know, this is what Islam is. So we, <laughs> it, it's why it gets even, it gets way worse, right? And we made tons of money. Well, the CIA made a lot of money off heroin production in Afghanistan, but that's a different issue. What? Yep. The the poppy stuff in Afghanistan. And, you know, from our perspective as Americans, when we see like, yeah, we invaded Iraq, and we're like all for it. Like, you got to think from like the Russia-China perspective. It's like, well, that's just the American empire expanding yeah. its empire influence. Dick Cheney, who was the vice president for Bush, became the CEO of Honeywell, which was one of the most, the major gas companies in the United States. Like all this stuff is interconnected with economic, you know, yeah. your question you led off with about greed, you know, how do you, what was it? How do you stop greed or whatever? Well, it, can you have compromise? Can you have greed? compromise with greed? Okay. From the Russian Chinese perspective, which obviously they have terrible, terrible things. I don't want them to have Taiwan or Ukraine. 
they look at American imperialism as just that, American imperialism, whether it's in Afghanistan, whether it's in Iraq, whether it's been in these other places, Syria, for example. Like most people have no idea that the Syrian civil war has been going on since like 2011. And that whole country, ages and ages of history and great people, great nation, yeah, but, destroyed every single day by, you know, Bashar al-Assad's propped up by Russia and China. Then you have the rebel faction. Then you mm-hmm. have like small branches of ISIS. Then you have like all these other guys that are all involved in the Syria thing. American people could not care less. And we're actually fighting Russia and China there. But so we're not to say, yeah. um, I think as Catholics looking at these things, I think there's two things. You, you, you know, it's good to have love for your country and all this type of mm-hmm. stuff. And also you can sympathize with there's Christians in these other countries, but there's two poles where you, you basically say, well, I'm just being patriotic. Anything America does is good Mm -hmm. and whatever. And then a kind of hardline, you know, like Catholic, like America's garbage and we shouldn't support any type of foreign involvement and this type of stuff. There's a healthy medium, but I don't know. Anyway. So the question to throw it back after my rant, um, the perspective of us as Christians looking at foreign wars and foreign involvement, you know, what is the role of the United States now that we have all this influence and do we have an obligation? Do we need to like, I don't know, is it a good thing to like, will this stop wars in some way by pulling out? I don't know. Maybe Sophia first. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so. Right. So you have to ask what would have happened in the second world war uh, if we had stopped Hitler before Germany. Right. If there's if there's a dictator with imperial ambitions, right, that's risen to power, um, you I think you have to do every yeah I think you have to do everything in your power reasonably, right, to contain that, right, and we also have to look at that the in, in Russia there are tens and tens of thousands I don't know the exact number of Ukrainian Catholics. There's not a single U- official Ukrainian Catholic church in Ukraine. You have. You have the Moscow Patriarchate. You have Muslim mosques. You have the Ukrainian Catholic Church. You have all kinds of Orthodox churches, hmm. right? So that 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 is a country that we that Catholics can align ourselves with most closely, right? Um, it's a country that um, that that recognizes the Pope, right? That the, the Ukrainian Catholic Church recognizes and full, is in full communion with with um, the Bishop of Rome. So we have to. Um, like what? Where do? Where as Catholics can we throw our support most? If once we recognized realistically where the U.S. stands on the global stage, right? Like you, you can understand. You can totally hold post-liberal ideas about you know your local politics and like staying staying as local as possible, right? And rejecting all kinds of foreign invasion, foreign involvement. But that's not the situation we're looking at right now, right? To be to be practical and to avoid like unnecessary suffering, right? What's the most Catholic response? And it's to pray for peace, right? As we did yesterday. Um, but then it's it's also to promote like to promote virtue and promote the most like Christian state. Um, so so it's it's it is really difficult when you see like these ideas that you you like a lot, right? Um, that are kind of twisted and are. <laughs> you can make him say whatever you want to yeah, say. Yeah, you about can. The yes, issue. yeah, that, that's the issue uh, with a lot of with. Hey, my post-liberal stuff. That means Biden is right. The Biden is uh, right, and uh, we should. Uh, yeah, we should like leave Ukraine in the dust, mm. right? Anyway, a bit of a rant, but. 
Yeah, so you can twist it a, a bunch of different ways, right? Okay. Um, but I think the it, I think your original question was whether whether Christian Americans response to it. Yeah, I don't know whether yeah. Christian Americans <laughs> should be interested, right? Is that the suppose, is that the question? Yeah. Um, or what or what know. is the Christian American response to this situation? Go kick their ass. I guess yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> No, so like, weird. You know, no, because I think, think yeah, because I think, Callan, you bring up a good point that like a lot of people think that the only response is like to send over one hundred thirty thousand troops, right? But no, there are there are economic sanctions that you can apply preemptively. There are swift codes that you can cancel. Russia's powered by oligarchs, right? Yeah. Um, well, they're probably eyeing it, thinking we're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. They're, they're. I mean, so are we. We're ruled by oligarchs. Right. Yeah. But. <laughs> right, but. Uh, but they're uh, they're so, more more, yeah, so more explicitly, yeah. explicitly let's say yeah, yeah. less or less implicitly. ideologically um motivated oligarchs okay yeah. um so you can you can cut it a lot of different ways and there's lots of different ways that like democratic countries can apply pressure um so it's i, I think it's a false like dichotomy to say that you either send over like millions and millions of dollars worth of military equipment or do nothing right there's ways in between <sighs> Okay, I, I think that the I I think the thing to do right now is do nothing. Like I because and what I'm this is what I'm saying is like you're if, saying you agree with Sorup. I, mm. I, I think that you, I I honestly think that right now, at least right now, it'd be the best thing to do is do nothing. Hold my earrings. You're, I'm gonna beat you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but if Russia actually does go in and start doing serious damage then I think that's when people should intervene. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. It, no, there's, I, there's a gray area there. <laughs> it's not a gray area. I though. love your country. Okay. I'm just saying it's, it might saying, not be, it might be the Russia, smartest thing. No. Russia, no big deal. It's fine. No, but it's, they've been. Okay. So here's <laughs> oh! the thing. Russia's been doing nothing <laughs> no, for the okay. past 30 years. All they've been doing is intimidating crap. They haven't actually been like doing serious collateral damage. They've just been doing intimidating stuff. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Like, they're not invading countries and bombing cities and killing millions of people. They're okay. not doing... That's not that level. To, to, okay, it's to not it that back. level of danger. When the Soviet Union did fall, I mean, mm -hmm. the Russian belief in its government and, like, mm -hmm. Russia, I mean, that, that got to an all-time low, obviously. It was an all-time low, and people just relived the Russian glory days, right? They just remember no. how great and it so, was. Under. Exactly. And so this is, like, the first step to the glory days again, mm -hmm. right? Like, Putin's been all talk for all these years. You know, he's saying all this stuff. He got Crimea. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Whoa. But now it's Ukraine, you know, it's like, yeah. wow, like we can bring back Soviet glory, Russian glory, all this. But what I'm stuff, saying is know? that there's never going to be another Stalin China. in Russia. Well, okay? look, China got a win with Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Huge win. You know, yeah. you, you Russia got Crimea. I mean, comparatively, these are small steps. Right, you know? right. But this could be the big step where China invades Taiwan. They own Taiwan now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Russia I, invades yeah. Ukraine. They own I agree. I agree Ukraine. that mm -hmm. if they do and somehow if they do that, take over the US Ukraine, it's going to be like, and, and, and I mean, NATO automatic and response. EU, yeah. It's going to be like, Sanctions what are we doing galore. now? Like, this could be. Now, I, I do agree that if they do take over Ukraine, that that's going to be a whole world crisis. Like, that's, I mean, at least. Wait a minute. So you're saying we should wait till it gets to that point and then we do something. I'm not <laughs> saying that we should <laughs> wait to get to that point. You just want a world war, Kellen. I'm not, I'm, there's a gray area. I'm not saying Look, that we we're, should. We're no, 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 we, be drafted. Obviously, we're <laughs> not, obviously, we're not going to wait till that point, but I'm Kellen, just saying. See you on the front lines, my guy. <laughs> 
I'm just saying, like, it's not going to get to that point, okay? Most likely, it's not going to get to that point. because The reason, it, okay, and if it did, you're screwed. Russia's screwed. Because the entire world will assemble armies and go over there and take out Russia. That's but, what they no, will but do. No, but it's, it's... I'm telling you, that will happen. No, yeah. I'm telling you. I don't know, man. The you, entire you world... countries with nukes. Conspiracy theory. The entire world will gang up against Russia and you annihilate You can't invade it. countries with nukes. Why do you think Israel's worked so hard on nukes? Is because you can you never can in, fully You can invade, invade a country with nukes, nukes if you have nukes. If yeah, the but U.S. has don't. nukes. Any, any country with nukes cannot be invaded. That's why North Korea has been working on it that's, for so long. That's bullshit. No, no, no. It's no, true it's because true. then you can literally, it's the one thing that makes you uninvadable. Unless you can somehow take out all their nukes. Like ours are in middle of nowhere, Kansas. Like if you can get to Kansas <laughs> or, you know, and you, can, and you can get all the ones, all the submarines, well, then you can invade the U.S. But otherwise, you're because your country won't exist anymore. That's the idea, right? Yeah. So North Korea's thing is like, if we can point a nuke that can hit Los Angeles, we'll never get invaded and we'll be fine for the rest of our, our thing. And, you know, we'll have rocket man meeting with, that's why it's such a big, big deal for Iran. The United States can intercept other... any missile that comes near our coastline. Missiles are no, they yes, can't. they could. ICBMs are like missiles are one of the hardest things. I mean, it's going so fast to be able yeah. to intercept it. I mean, they've, I mean, it's Israel happened before do stuff like that, but I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just don't think that Russia has the balls to do it. I really don't. Because the entire insane man, and not, then because why the entire world press conference because Russia will get annihilated. No, they won't. <laughs> this no, they, they will. Won't. No, the entire on. world will gang up against Russia no. and wipe them off the I map. Know, but this is such. A, this has been a trial run, and the and everyone's failed. Right. The, the, this has been a trial run for the past two weeks. What the world's response will be to a massive military? Yeah, but th- there's no. There hasn't been a significant invasion. There has no, but it's been preemptive. There's been a huge buildup, huge intimidation. Right, but yeah. I'm just saying that there hasn't been a concrete invasion that's killed a lot of people. Okay, and and when that happens, then everybody's going to start getting involved. Yeah, but like, until now, nobody's going to get then, involved. Right? Yeah, I I get that. Right, I get but what that. do you, you? I know. I understand yeah. that. I understand that. But I'm just saying, until there's real real collateral damage, then I don't think that we should get involved. Um. So so, what do you count? What do you count as real damage then? Right. So so actually, Benedict the Sixteenth uh, talked about this in. When did when did uh Benedict Sixteen talk about uh, a preemptive strike? Uh, preemptive strike. Yeah, and about how it's illicit, morally illicit to preemptively strike a nation. Oh, I don't know, but I do think that's right according to Catholic teaching. Yeah, right? I think so. I'd say so too. Um, so can then you can just justify anything, you know? Right. Like, so can. Well, they looked at me funny. Here's a bomb. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Exactly. You can invent tons of reasons for preemptive so, strikes. So but. that's I think that's Kellen's line of thought is that you can't preemptively strike Russia if there's if they haven't struck first. I, I don't think it's a good idea. Like, I don't think it's a good idea just to start sending missiles into Russia. No, and nobody's arguing for that. It's like until Russia actually. And until we can somehow prove that Russia is actually going to do a lot of attacks on Ukraine, then I don't think we should be involved. And w- I, I, I do think the that same- we should be ready, but I don't think that we should actually be involved. I think the U.S. should be ready in any moment. And I think we are. But I'm just are saying. Are we ready, though? Like, I mean, 
probably not as ready as we should be. Right. So you're saying we should get more involved. On our own soil. How is it? On our own soil, <laughs> not preparations, okay? It's like... Polish up those Kansas nukes. <laughs> Cornhusker Bill out there. Russia's not going to invade Ukraine. They're not going to do full state. You know, that's why they built a highway through It's all Kansas. intimidation Anyways. because it creates headlines. Like, it's business. It's business. Murdering people is business. It is. Yeah, that's Alex's whole thing. Murdering mass yeah. killings is no, business. It's the, war is the only... Um, <laughs> the only enterprise where the uh, wins are counted in profits and the losses in blood. Wow. So, or in bodies. I can't remember what he says. Smedley Butler. Fun guy. Um, don't need more coffee. No, I'm good, actually. Cool. Kellen's I'm got good. me. Got you fired up yeah, already. Yeah, got me fired up. The earrings are still on, though, so. Yeah. I decided in, not to I, I don't think I'm not in full support of protecting Ukraine. I'm just saying I don't think it's a good idea to get involved before crap starts going down. First of all, Biden probably doesn't even have the mental capacity to do that. To switch gears. um, There was a good, this is the only Vermeule thing I thought was actually that great. Um, But (laughs) Adrian Vermeule, he wrote an article on the political, let's say the, what was it? Uh, Political imagination. Lack of political political imagination. Mm -hmm. And he talked about like, oh, like people think politics is very, static and Mm -hmm. solid and always the same Mm. like when you look historically and even in the united states like things are so fluid like Mm -hmm. things can change on a dime in terms of politics because conditions are always changing you know there's always vying for power and stuff but um yeah it's like even uh, who would have thought afghanistan would have been this much of a travesty like Mm -hmm. the pulling out of it and now the taliban are totally in like we we knew it beforehand and stuff But now with this Ukraine situation, I mean, it can like this stuff. We could talk about this stuff and then look back in like a month and be like, "Wow, that was totally wrong." I mean, I that's what off. I'm saying. You know, or Kellen yeah. was totally right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just invaded. And nothing happened. Um, the, the, the situation changes so fast, so fast. I was, um, my boyfriend was actually supposed to move there uh, on today. Was supposed to move there today to, to Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah, to teach, and he, he, um. Quit his job, and then the next day, uh, found out that the U.S. was evacuating non-essential personnel from the embassy. Was there was a request, depending on which outlet you read, to uh, evacuate non-essential personnel and families from the U- U.S. embassy in Kyiv. Um, and then, and by Monday they'd be evacuated, right? So, oh, but then, and then by Monday it was a level four threat by the State Department of Russian invasion. So do, it's a do not travel advisory. So it wow. changes every 12 that's hours. That's actually, that's super scary. Yeah. Can you imagine? It, it changes every 12 hours. That's freaking scary. Um, that's really scary. So it, uh, and you don't know, and, and then the, and then the Polish border is, is flooded in regular times, right? Like it can, you can see, you oh, can I bet s- Poland is like going on overdrive about this stuff. Are they sending a lot of military over and stuff like that? Um, as much as they can, they're one of, they're one of the weaker members of the European yeah. Union. Yeah, economically yeah. i remember but, so i went to world youth day in poland well we were both there world youth day in poland in 2016 like and we didn't even was, know each other <laughs> no we didn't yeah but we were both there and, oh really yeah yeah cool. they loved like they had so many military stuff in oh my krakow yeah like it was all over the tanks and all that type of yeah. stuff like they really wanted to prove like you know yeah. don't do a terrorist attack during world youth day and all this stuff <laughs> yeah but uh i bet they would be just really not happy if all of a sudden on that border it's oh, a Russia Polish you know, yeah. instead of Ukraine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Polish has been... 
I mean, Poland, Poland has just been... one long history of being invaded. Yeah, that's by what I'm saying. One country yeah. to the next. Yeah. Um, well, they even invaded Ukraine for a while. That's the kicker. The Ukraine is like the invade did of all the invaders. It's <laughs> Ukraine, poor Ukraine, just in the wrong spot. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's literally <laughs> called borderland. That's what its name it's means. It's just, yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. Ukraine yeah. means borderland? Yeah. Ukraina and Krai is like border. Yeah. Ukraina. And U is like by. So by, by the, the border. By the border. They're screwed. That's a long Texas <laughs> to be named by the border. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I want to ask you kind of more personal question. That's like the, on the border restaurant. Subtitle <laughs> 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 Ukraine. If, oh if Ukraine actually got invaded mm-hmm. seriously and there was like mass killings in cities mm-hmm. and cities were being burned, how would you feel? How, how like your initial feeling what what would what would be your initial feeling and would you have an would you want to go over there and help oh that's uh that's actually a really interesting question um so the initial feeling i'm i guess it would be pretty overwhelming the past couple of days have been really difficult um but go, whether i would go over to help right is an interest is an interesting question um people like me like we identify ourselves as like part of the diaspora. Um, it's not a term unique to Ukrainians. All, all ethnic groups use it, right? It's a, your nationality dispersed in another country, the community of your nationality in another country, right? And what is, so what is our um, purpose, right? So a lot of people I know um, did go from the States during the 2014 violent protests, um, did go over to America, to, uh, go over to Ukraine to help to report, um, to create documentary. Um, so some people, some people do feel that that's their need. Uh, that's their purpose. Um, I don't, I don't think I would. Um, I think what would be most important for me would be to, um, bring my family over and bring the people that I know over sponsor. What if Um, your family was in danger? Yeah. And they told them to get out. Um, like uh, you want me to run like a black ops mission there? <laughs> I'm not sure what the question is, <laughs> but uh, Sophia parachutes in. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, to get in, and That's then rough. yeah, and then to there, there's some there's some really unique opportunities uh, for ways that Americans can help, uh, and ways that Ukrainian Americans can help, um, like training tactical medical staff in the east, um, setting up networks uh, for refugees. Um, this is all work that might need to be done, unfortunately. Right, and if I can be any small part of that, I'd be I'd be super honored. Um, so I would be I would feel more useful in that capacity than in actual in actual fighting capacity. Hmm. I struggle to run two miles, to be honest. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting, bad situation. Yeah, <laughs> all around. Um, <clears throat> so the okay, any response from the church? I mean, is the yeah. Ukrainian Orthodox Church like? pretty like do they do they have a official relationship with the like russian orthodox church do no. they look up to the patriarchy at all no they don't recognize it. they don't recognize don't it so. do they recognize the greek yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah so they're they're more friendly with that patriarchy um and because honestly I, you probably my know general more, like yeah. understanding of the eastern yeah. churches that were former soviet is that they're like the most corrupt like i mean in terms of the officials yeah um, so it's an interesting question. Uh, the prelates, I should say. Yeah. Right, right. So that's an interesting question for those of us interested in, in uh, 
integralism, right? So in those in those states where the church and uh, and the politique are most um, involved together, right, have the most influence over the country, you also find the most corruption sometimes. Um, <clears throat> but the rush the Ukrainian Catholic Church um, has been has been supported by uh, the Pope, and the Pope is called yesterday for a World Day of uh, Prayer for Peace. Um, and and it's and it's really interesting and helpful to have these religious groups that are spread all around the world, right? So the Ukrainian Catholic Church might have more people outside of Ukraine than in Ukraine mm-hmm. that uh, that are often more, more wealthy that can provide all the things that and and provide like a direct link. Uh, so if if you want to help, actually, you can visit the Eparchy of Philadelphia, and they provide uh, aid to Ukraine. So we've talked very broad Ukraine politics yeah. and all that stuff, but maybe more personally, like, so for, you know, uh, you're a little distant Italian and British, and I'm like mostly British, small Italian, all that type of stuff. But at this point, like our relation to those countries, mm-hmm. I mean, we're fully Americanized in this sense. Mm-hmm. And like I, you know, if they invaded Italy, I could be like. Well, I, I think if they invaded Britain, America would have a huge... I mean, Britain, obviously. They invited... Stuff. But I, I mean, I'm invaded. using that very tangentially. Like, if we yeah. had those type of... Um, it seems like as generations go on in America, we just become this... You know, everyone becomes the amalgam. No one yeah. no one actually has this kind of ethnic tie to, like, foreign yeah. countries anymore. Yeah. Um, but obviously, your family, your your mom being straight up from Ukraine, mm-hmm. a lot of your family still being there. Um, you know, how would you put it? Like... Of course, you really feel for Ukraine, mm-hmm. but now like you're living in the U.S., you got a green card, yeah. your family's like American to some extent. Um, yeah, where's your patriotism? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah is that like, what you're asking? Alex? I guess like <laughs> like your personal attachments to both. Yeah. Like, like, what do you feel most attached to, least attached to? How do you find like how do you balance oh, yeah. the attachments and also like what you think about what's best for America and that type of stuff? I don't know. I'm not in that situation, so I don't really yeah, have any. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, your door's really crooked. Wow. Um, I sleep with that every night. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, and I've uh, it's difficult because I, I have like very little loyalty to the states just because I've been living here not very long. Um, and uh, you're I'll, in Canada before, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were you born in Canada? I was born in Ukraine. You were born in Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and this is a big, this is a big question for diaspora kids in general about like, how, how ethnic are you? Are you, are you Ukrainian living in America? Are you an American that practices Ukrainian things? So it's, there's no answer is what I'm not going to give you an answer is what I'm telling you straight up. <laughs> Fine with me? Yeah. Do you speak Ukrainian? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, and the whole family does? Um, how, yeah. Other, others are working on it. How do you say you stupid son of a female dog? <laughs> Moving on to your question. Great question. That's <laughs> for the intimidation. Yeah. <laughs> Ukrainian yeah. uh got a cost. Yeah. Anyways. Me- yeah. We know all the Italian customers, <laughs> so we say those to you. Yeah. Mo- Moving on to your question, Alex. I mean, if I remember correctly, how do I feel? I'm not very loyal to the states. I think the states have great values, but it also because I'm in, in this kind of like weird limbo where I'm very, I'm, I tend to be pretty fatalistic about whatever state I live in um, and kind of dissociate. I don't have a whole lot of patriotism. Um, so 
But I think that 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 lets you respond most as a Catholic, right? When you're not being pulled by like super patriotic, um, emotional ties either way. Yeah. Right. Moderation. It, right. It, it lets you respond as a person who understands the value system and understands the founding of your country and its interests, but also understand of both situations. Mm-hmm. But you, but your loyalty, right, is like the religion you practice. Right. Yeah. So I have a friend. Uh, do you know John Mukini? Who's here? Okay, maybe not. He he and his family are from Zambia mm-hmm. in Africa, and they um, all like him and his most of his family moved to Virginia, and they mm-hmm. went to all these great schools, and they got PhDs and all that stuff. And John's here, and I think he's doing computer science or something. But his whole goal is to eventually get a PhD in America, mm-hmm. move back to Zambia, and be like a, like either a politician or some type of like. Yeah. Guy for Zambia, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know Zambia much at all, or whatever. But that's like I whenever I talk, country. To, you know, John though, right? Yeah, yeah. Can, yeah, yeah. I know some Ukrainians like that. That's, oh, really? Yeah, there's definitely some that I think that their purpose is to be formed in America and then to use their skill sets and use their gifts to better Ukraine. Hmm. I'm like again, kind of fatalistic, and I also like, um, I think that Ukraine is fine on its own. Like they have the most entrepreneurially, intellectually minded motivated youth I've ever seen. I've ever seen. They like start organizations, start clubs, are politically active, are socially active. Yeah, like I've heard of that too. Yes. Over there. Are yeah. they very Western? Um yes, where where I'm from and where like I interact with is very Western. Okay. Um that doesn't that that means that they are often pro European. Mm-hmm. Um but that but um I think some of it is aspirational, but it it's it's um, not part of a political identity. It's very much it has to do with your own personal politics. Yeah, so it's it's much less polarizing than it is here. Okay. Um, but I don't see it that way. I like if I can be useful, I will be right. Um, and I want to use my talents to help like my parents' country in the best way I can, one hundred and fifty percent. Right. So you said your, pa- your parents' gonna, country. It's not yeah. your country though. Right, I wouldn't okay. call it my country. What would you? You were call born your there. I would, yeah, but I. What would you call you, your country? She's then? been Americanized, man. Oh, You've fallen think... into the trap, the abyss. <laughs> I don't know. A melting pot. Ukrainian. No, no, I don't know what I would say. I'd probably, I really, yeah, don't like that question. What's I your think, country, Sophie? I think I'd probably say that Canada's my country. <laughs> yeah, isn't that sad? Uh, Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really sad. All they have is. Maple syrup. I know, and bad politics. And bad politics. Do you like hockey? Uh, oh, hockey's actually fun to watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Way so better than football. To game pretty soon. You going to Penguins game? Shh. <laughs> 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 um, anyways, uh, yeah, hockey's great. Yeah, hockey's great. Mm. Lacrosse is we're, the national sport, though. Where in Canada did you live? Toronto area. Toronto. Okay. Mm-hmm. I so slept in the, the Toronto closest. airport once. That Super sucked. Ghetto. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah? It's not too far. I mean, it's like five hours. Yeah, there. yeah. I, I still have to make a trip out, actually. Mm. Yeah, so it's um, it's a tough... It's a tough thing. And I and I wasn't like a super nationalist or anything um, until like recently I realized that like keeping a cultural identity is actually really important, yeah. right? Um, like more like identifying with somebody, something is what people long for. Right. Right. We talk about the melting pot so much, but now we're seeing a huge crisis, right. In that people don't have an identity, 
right? They don't have a community that like binds them together apart from something else. That's what like... Which uh, leads to chaos, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So like we talk about the melting pot and how great it is, but I, I think it's I think it's the cause of a lot of our so- like social ills. Which is, yeah. One of the reasons why America is like this anomaly type of thing is it reduces all those ethnic things to the common denominator of just this general American thing. Yeah. You know? Which um, tends to be secular and I mean yeah. okay. I mean if you chose to live in America and then it's next generation. Yeah. Uh I mean they probably would have uh, if you have less ties with Ukraine now, obviously living here and then having children would be like mm-hmm. they would have like far less. Oh, I plan on know. living in Ukraine half the time. OK, so it is yeah. your country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you plan on moving back to Ukraine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely plan on moving back. And then will it be your country? Um, I think so. I think what it, I hope it I better talk, hope. I mean, we could talk about what it means for something to be your country. Right. But I think for you to be involved politically at practice its culture, right? Be a part of its culture. And um, hmm, there's got to be another factor, right? Culture, participating in politics. political... Yeah, politics and... Mm. Uh, culture, mm. politics. Okay, so you would language. move... So what would be the motivating factor? You Can would want to go back to have the shared identity, the shared culture. Is that the idea? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I also think but it's just... It's half. a great place to live. Yeah. So best of both worlds. Yeah. US, yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. It's. I think it's It's a great It's a great place to live for a couple... Not for its health insurance in some ways, um, but uh, in other ways, like the amount of responsibility that you give kids, right? And the the rate at which they mature, crazy, right? Cost of living, lower than lower here, rather lower than here. Um, just there's so much opportunity, right? It's just... I saw I saw a video. I think it was a Ukrainian kid. Yeah, that got interviewed and was just like, uh, like wh- oh, I just have to show it to you at some point. Yeah, uh, this is just a reminder for me. Uh, it was hilarious. She went through like, you know, we work and then we we study and then we work and then you die and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the funniest thing ever. Anyway, so yeah, they mature yeah. early. They know yeah. what, they know what life's about. You work, they, you work, you work, you die. And then, exactly, anyways. exactly. They they mature super fast. Um, and okay, the, here's another. So you yeah. you mentioned before, okay, Ukrainian Catholic Church versus yeah. the Ukrainian Orthodox. I mean, the Orthodox yeah. is like ninety nine percent, right? And it's like one percent is Ukrainian Catholic. Um, so that would be, I mean, that's not something you would share with. I mean, I, we can't really talk here. It's you yeah. know Americans because yeah. it's like the church is obviously not that important here, but, um. Yeah, the whole Orthodox situation. Uh, I mean, is there t- is there religious tension at all between a Ukrainian Catholic and a Ukrainian Orthodox? I mean, they probably no, don't care. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. It's it's a matter of like where you have what village you happen to be from. For some people, for Americans, it's a really big deal. Like whether you choose to be Orthodox, right? If you're a Catholic, super big deal. It's a whole identity crisis. Really painful. Also, for some do you people, think but. you would be like maybe in the bigger cities? It would be more common. To have like Ukrainians who come back and forth and whatever, mm-hmm. but and maybe that's perhaps where you want to live. But I mean, is there a kind of born here Ukrainian? You're not us because you were American. Yes, type of thing? there there is that kind of thing. Um, but because, mm, but they also kind of welcome Americans uh, because they do want they want to learn English better, right? They want you to spend money in Ukraine. Um, they want contact. I guess for a young person, it'd be a little bit easier. Yeah, you know, for a because- young person, it'd be a lot easier. But you no, but Ukrainians are also um, no, they're super hospitable to Americans on the whole. Yeah, hmm. yeah, they're. 
I, I haven't encountered that. There's a little bit of like, uh, there's, it's, it's kind of funny, right? It's like, oh, you speak an older kind of Ukrainian. Oh, you speak with an accent. Oh, like you're not oh, like, really? one of us. Do, yeah. do you have an accent then? Yeah. Like a really yeah. like heavy accent? Like people would definitely pick it up? Oh, people would definitely pick it up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it also depends where you're from. Uh, so it's, but it, but it's not like antagonistic. Like I'm trying to think of another place where it'd be like that. Like not one of us. Like they're not like Colorado. The French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah. If you guys yeah. don't know, Colorado is one of their in the U.S. Anyways. Really? Yeah, but it's stupid. I just make fun of it. We moved there once, and we had people. Uh, oh, where are you from? And all this stuff. Oh yeah, we moved here from California. They hate you. <sighs> okay. They hate you. Oh, wow. they despise you. Yeah. They, they despise actually, you. They have bumper stickers with their state flag that says "I was born here." Yeah. <laughs> I've seen multiple. Yeah. Anyways. It's not That's it's probably crazy. Not, yeah. No, it's not well, like that. It's, it's not ethnic. It's just nah. like Coloradan. I didn't get it. Anyways, yeah, it's, it's not like American that. Stuff. No, pe- people don't like people are not that militant about their like culture and identity in Ukraine. Uh, I've found. This is one of these one of the podcasts that we're going to like in a month be able to look back on and be like, OK, we were either dead right or dead wrong. Dead wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know, <laughs> we had a Corona podcast March 5th, 2020. Oh, you should have. Did I, you I not? We did. Yeah, you we did. were right. I was wrong. I was right. I was wrong. wrong on so many levels <laughs> oh. um, before before COVID was like a huge thing here. I was right. What would you on say? Record. It would like anyways, I'll be right. This oh, no, time. no, Russia's not no going to do what jack right shit. Or wrong was. Russia's not going to do anything. Okay. Watch. All wait right. a minute. Wait a minute. But you okay? Fine. Okay. Russia's not going to do. Jack Russia's shit. not going to do a jack sh- jack shit. They're not going to do anything because they're scared to do that because they know the whole world is going to do some serious damage on that country. I thought you said something about firebombing major cities. Yeah, I think that I don't. No, I said that that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I honestly don't think that's going to happen. But if it did happen, they're screwed, Russia. I'll get mine and then mm-hmm. uh, 40% chance they just invade. But I, I think if they do invade, they're just going to take the eastern half. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to, they're in there a river that kind of like halves it a little bit. Like we're, oh, like Kiev's side. That would be way too much. They wouldn't even take that much. I think, actually, I'll, I'll save mine. Okay. Well, I on. think if they, well, hold yeah, on, yeah. hold on. I think, Wait, what's the point of doing I that though? Gonna, Why not take I the whole they're country? Going, they're going to take some amount. But I think, well, what's the point of that though? Because that part is... Dude, you just said they're not going to. I know what I'm saying. I don't think they are, but what would be the point of doing that? Take the whole country. Because the eastern half is more favorable to to Russia. Well, the people there natively are more favorable. They're pro-Russian very often. Yeah, okay. I think it's... Yeah, maybe I should just do one prediction, not do percentages. Uh, Yeah, I think they're going to take up to that river, which is like the the kind of split thing. And then that whole of eastern Ukraine is not going to be Russia. And western Ukraine with Lviv and that side is going to stay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. my prediction. Yeah, uh, my prediction is that uh, they'll create a whole big um, kerfuffle as they have, and then they're just going to want a land bridge to Crimea. Oh, you mean yeah. on the bottom part? Oh, yeah, just okay. a land bridge so they, they can have ports to the Black Sea. They can have access to Crimea. Um, and they ha- So then they have access to trade. Right. Okay. I, th- I think that's what it's going to be. And then the West will be like, oh, well, at least you didn't, you know, firebomb cave. So whatever. Let's go home. Cool. Uh, let's hope there, none there of this happens. There'll be no more. <laughs> yeah. there'll, be no, right. there'll be no more chicken Kiev. You know how good that is? Oh, you, you like you that? like chicken Kiev? Oh, it's so good. Oh, I haven't had it. Really? Oh, it's so good. It's I, so good. I, it, okay. So it, it sounds kind of Italian where it's just like. It is kind of. It's like chicken. It's like crust, you know, baked chicken kind of. 
it's crusted and then it has cheese on the inside. Well, right? it's like basically there's like spinach on the inside too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like a big chicken and then you like chicken piece and then you put like cheese and spinach and then you roll it up. Yeah, it's oh. good. It's really gotta good. have it. Yeah, the next K and A. Yeah, the next K and A. The Colin and Alex show. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Guys, fun as ever. God bless your ever. country. Yeah, seriously. Oh, God thanks. bless your country. Peace. Mary, please do not let this happen. We do not. Yeah. Hopefully nothing will come of all this and we'll look back with fond memory on the fact that we were freaking out about it. But uh, yep. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for Hopefully having another me. Hopefully another time. We'll, yes. we'll have you back. And that's going to wrap it up for us. The Callan and Alex Show. Peace. Peace. If there's a Christian religion and it's Catholicism or nothing. What politics actually is, art of people living together, orienting one another towards virtue. And the person was like, dude, flirting is the abortion of love. This is the most worthy, most exciting, most adventurous. Drop a nuke uh, on the Franciscan bubble. The Kellen and Alex Show. God could have stopped it. If he Permissive wanted. will. That's right. <laughs> I don't know why God would allow something like that to go through, but then again, God allows. God allows you to go to... on and on. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Truth, okay. <laughs>